alive. This is going to be our verse. In Rooted and Unlimited, we have memory verses. So maybe this can be our memory verse for today. Romans chapter 6, verse 9. You can follow this on the screen. We know that Christ was raised from the dead. And it's my prayer that at the end of this morning, we can all say, yes, I know. I know that Christ was raised from the dead. He will never die again. Death has no more power over him. That is an amazing verse. We know that Christ has been raised from the dead. How can that be so? How can we know that when this event happened so long ago, God is going to help us by his spirit to not just understand that, but to believe it in our hearts this morning. You see, when we read the story of Jesus in our Bible, as he comes to the end of his life, we begin to hear Jesus telling his disciples some things that are going to happen to him. He tells them, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. In fact, they all went to Jerusalem. And Jesus said, when I go there, there's going to be some things that happen to me. And he told them three things. He said, when we get to Jerusalem, there's going to be some people there that do some cruel things to me. Now, I want you to understand this, every one of us. These men, these disciples who Jesus is speaking to, they've, they've gotten real close with Jesus. They had been living together with him for a number of years. They were really close friends. Imagine that your friend starts to tell you these things. We're going to a certain city, and when we get there, these people are going to do some cruel things to me. And then the second thing Jesus tells them is, is even more amazing. He says, they're going to kill me. When we go to Jerusalem, I'm going to be killed. But the third thing Jesus said was this. After I've been dead for three days, I will be raised back to life. Now stop and think just for a moment. How would you feel if one of your best friends tomorrow walked up to you and said, I'm going to Seoul. When I get there, there's going to be some people that treat me really cruel. And in fact, they're going to kill me. But it's okay. Because in three days time, by Thursday, I'll be back alive again. Let's just be real about it. Let's just stop and think what these words actually meant to these people who were hearing it. You know, they responded in different ways. And we're going to look at different people and how they responded. When Jesus said to them, he said this on three occasions. We can read it in the book of Matthew. He said, we're going to Jerusalem. I'm going to be treated cruelly. I'm going to be killed. But three days later, I'll be raised back to life. Let's look how Peter responded. When Jesus told Peter 
This was Peter's response. He took Jesus to one side. Jesus was talking to his disciples. And Peter, he kind of took Jesus to one side. I can imagine him walking up to Peter and maybe, you know, slipping his arm under Jesus' arm and kind of guiding him out, not trying to let what he's feeling and thinking explode in front of everybody else. And this is what Peter said to him. Never, Lord. Never. This is not going to happen to you. You see, Peter was thinking it through. And he was thinking, Jesus, they're going to take you and be cruel to you and kill you? Never. Never is this going to happen. Another time when Jesus told his disciples these things, the Bible tells us that when the disciples heard it, they were filled with grief. Now, grief is that kind of sadness that you just can't get rid of. It hangs around. It affects everything you think about, everything you do. In fact, the Bible says when Jesus died, he took all our grief away. But the Bible says when the disciples heard Jesus say these things, they were filled with grief. You see, I think they only heard two things. I think they only heard the first two things that Jesus said. Or maybe they heard the third one, but just couldn't believe it, couldn't comprehend it. And then the third time that we read that Jesus tells his disciples that this is going to happen, one of the or two of the disciples' mother gets involved. And I know some of our, our mums are very protective of us as children. And, and, but these, these, these were grown men. These were fishermen. Their names were John and James. Their dad's name was Zebedee. We don't know the mother's name. But the mother had her ideas when, when she heard that Jesus was going to Jerusalem. And he, was, he told them that he was going to be cruelly treated he told them he was going to die, but he told them he was going to be raised again on the third day. The mother of these two disciples, she began to have her own ideas. She began to think that maybe Jesus was going to establish his kingdom over the Romans on this earth. And she thought, here's an opportunity for my boys. It's like some of us, some of you mums, you know, when you hear of an opportunity at school, you want your children to have it. And she wanted her two boys to sit on either side of Jesus when he raised from the dead and established his kingdom. She had her own ideas. And can you see how different people reacted in different ways. You know, we're the same today. Our title today is Jesus is what? Louder. Jesus is alive. alive. I mean, how do you respond when you hear that? We have a few amens. We have a hallelujah. Do I hear a praise the Lord? Do I hear, how did that happen? Do I hear, are you real? 
He died 2,000 years ago. You see, we respond differently when we hear things that Jesus or God tells us. Let's move forward a little bit in time. Because the things that Jesus said would happen, which were what? What was the first thing Jesus said would happen? He would be, shout it, treated cruelly. What was the second thing that would happen to Jesus? He would be killed. And what did he say was the third thing that was going to happen to him? He'd be raised from the dead. He'd be made alive again after three days. Listen, Jesus wasn't lying. Read your Bibles. Those things actually happened. They went to Jerusalem. Jesus was arrested. He was beaten. He was treated so cruelly. And then he was crucified on a cross. But the third thing that Jesus said would happen did happen. And after he had been dead for three days, the power of God raised Jesus from the dead. Everything that Jesus said would happen actually happened. Listen. Three times at least, Jesus told his disciples that he would go to Jerusalem, he would be cruelly treated, he would be killed, and he would raise from the dead. And it happened. And you would think that when people saw this happening, they would think, ah, that's what Jesus was talking about. But they didn't. Let's see how people responded when what Jesus said would happen actually happened. Are you ready for this? So in Matthew chapter 26, verse 56, we read there how Jesus was arrested. The religious people brought some soldiers and arrested Jesus. And you would think that the disciples would remember that Jesus had said this would happen. And they would think, okay, We've got to protect him. But Matthew chapter 26 says this. When Jesus was arrested, all the disciples deserted him and ran away. Maybe they did remember what Jesus said. And maybe they thought this is the beginning when Jesus said he would get cruelly treated. We don't want any of that. (laughs) We don't want to be treated cruelly. Maybe that's why they ran away. There was one reaction that the disciples had. Then Jesus died. Jesus was buried. Jesus was raised from the dead. And we read that on that morning when Jesus was raised from the dead, the men were so lazy they hadn't got up yet. You see, it's men who sleep in. It's ladies who get up early. Come on, girls. Hey, it's the ladies that get up early and and they make a cup of tea for their husbands. Yeah. And they take it through to their husbands and they say, here you are, darling. Rest in, lay in. I'm going to go to the tomb and and just see if Jesus' body's okay. And the husband goes, huh? 
That's why the ladies were there and not the men. Maybe. But the ladies went to the tomb and they were going to, to visit this tomb where Jesus' body had been laid. And when they got there, it wasn't there. It was gone. And they come running back to the other disciples who were up now having breakfast. They were having a, a nice fried breakfast. Eggs, sausages, bacon, all those beautiful things that the Jews used to eat. Not. And they come running into the, to the disciples and they, they said, He's not there. Jesus' body is not in the grave anymore. It's gone. And, and you would think the disciples thought, Yes, okay. Jesus said he was going to suffer and be cruelly treated. Yes, that happened. He was going to die. Yet we were all there when that happened. We saw it from a distance. And so, okay, so it's now three days. Yes, Jesus is alive. But when the ladies told the disciples, the Bible says that the words that those ladies spoke sounded foolish. And they didn't believe them. How about that? Sometimes God speaks to us and, and everything God says is there. And sometimes we still struggle to believe what God says. Let's look at the third reaction. You see, when those ladies came back and told the disciples, soon after that, Jesus, imagine this, who had been dead, went to visit his disciples. How many of you would feel like freaked out if that happens? I'm putting my hand up. How many of you have seen a dead person raised to life? Let me see your hand. Not so many here today. It happens. It happens. But I've never seen it happen. But imagine somebody had been dead for three days and then they suddenly come and say, Hi. Huh? That would be a little bit freaky, wouldn't it? It's not something that happens every day. Well, you see, when that happened, one of the disciples wasn't there. I don't know where he was. His name was Thomas. He wasn't there. And when the disciples found him, they said, Hey, we've seen Jesus. And this, is what, this is was Thomas's reaction. He said, I won't believe unless I can see the hands of Jesus where the nails went through. And unless I can put my finger in those nail prints and put my hand into the wound in his side, I won't believe. Even though Three times Jesus, at least three times, Jesus had said, I will rise from the dead. Isn't it amazing the different reactions that different people had to not only what Jesus said, but what actually happened? You see, when God speaks to us in his Bible or when he speaks into our heart, we don't always fully understand what God is saying. And when God says something, we look at that. We look at what God says just 
through our own little world, our own understanding. You see, if you've never seen a person raised from the dead, you may find it hard to believe that that actually happens because your world, your experience says, I've never seen anybody raised from the dead. So I don't know if it can happen. But God speaks when God speaks to us. He can see everything. We see a little bit of the picture from our experience, but God sees everything. The Bible says he is eternal. And that, that means he never had a beginning and he never had an, he'll never have an end. But it means that everything about him is perfect. He sees everything perfectly. He sees Things that haven't happened yet, God knows that they've already happened in his mind. How about that? So when God spoke through Jesus and said, Jesus will rise again after three days, because God is God, he, didn't, he wasn't just guessing. He wasn't hoping. He knew it would happen. This is the place God speaks from. But when God speaks, sometimes we look at what God says through little bitty pictures. Now, we're going to have a quiz right now to help us understand this. How many of you know what a microscope is? Who wants to tell me what a microscope is? Yeah? Exactly. It's something that you use to look really closely at things. And things that you can't see with your natural eyes, suddenly you can see them. And you can zoom right in and see things that your eyes naturally can't see. So we've got five pictures. You've got them in your booklet, but they're going to come up on screen in amazing Technicolor. So one at a time, I want you to guess what they are and write it down. You ready for this? Let's go with the first one. Oh, what's that? Five seconds to think about it. Write your answer down. And then we're going to see if anybody can guess what it is. Write it down. Sorry. <laughs> okay, who knows, who thinks they know what it is? Yes. A strawberry. Any other ideas? Yeah? Blood with seeds in it. Okay, I can see that. Yes? Sorry? Bacteria. Are you a scientist? Wow. How many votes do we have for bacteria? A few. How many votes for blood with a seed in it? A few. How many votes do we have for strawberry? Let's see what it is. It's a strawberry. Well done. Okay, next one. Let's have a next one up. Okay, what's this? Think about it. Look at it. 
Who thinks they know what it is? Let's have some different people. Yes. A roof. Yeah, that does look like a roof. Uh, Esther? Colored paper and a flower. Who votes for a flower? Who votes for colored paper? Who votes for a roof? Who votes for butterfly? It's a butterfly wing. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Okay, number three. This is gross. This is gross, this one. This will put you off your lunch if you're having lunch. Okay, what is it? Hair? You think it's hair? Hair? He thinks hair as well. Any other ideas? It's at the back. Seaweed? Seaweed? Any other quick guesses? Arthur? It looks like grass, doesn't it? Who thinks it's grass? Who thinks it's seaweed? Who thinks it's hair? It's kind of hair. You look at this. It's eyelashes. It's <laughs> gross, isn't it? Everybody's getting out the, the antiseptic wipes now and getting all those. Did you know there's such a thing as an eyelash mite? It lives on your eyelashes. I didn't want to bring a picture of that because you'd have nightmares. Yeah. Fourth thing. What's this? Some of you may know this. Mary? Sorry? Oh, we have a smart cookie. It's the skin of a shark. The skin of a shark is actually like its teeth. Very similar to its teeth. Okay, this, if you're slightly of a um, delicate nature, turn away. Let's see it. <laughs> so we have a guest here at a caterpillar. Cocoon. A sea monster? Yeah? A walrus? It does look like a walrus. Okay, any adult guesses? The parasite and a tapeworm. Wow. Any others? Have you seen these before? It's very close, actually. There's one very similar to this. Any other guesses? Okay. Where do flies come from? Yeah. You have a look. It's a maggot. (laughs) Quickly, move it. Move it. Get rid of it. That's enough of those. (laughs) How many of you got five out of five? You had five? Four. Anybody got four? F- 
four was the winner, I think. Man, is that hard. You know, when I, when I was looking at those, I don't know if I could believe it to start with. But this is, this is what happens, see. When, when we hear God speak, we must realize that God sees not only the whole maggot <laughs> or the whole eyelash or even the whole face or the whole being. He sees everything. And we sometimes just see a little bit. A little bit that maybe comes from our experience. I mean, I have never seen a maggot look like that. I have a nephew who, who goes fishing, you know, fishing with a, a rod. And in England, we use maggots for fishing bait. So you, you, you get the maggots and you put them on the hook and, and you, you throw them out. And fish love it. Well, some fish do. And, and my nephew, <laughs> he actually gets handfuls of maggots. And he puts them in his mouth. And I think I'm going to send him that picture and see whether he'll still do it. You see, until we see something as it really is, it's sometimes really hard for us to even believe that what God is saying is true. But God looks at things from this full picture. And when God speaks to us, it's from his knowledge of what things really are that he speaks to. And, and this is really important for us to understand. Because sometimes when God speaks to us and is telling us something, maybe we don't fully understand it. When those disciples heard Jesus say, I'm going to die, but I'm going to be raised from the dead again. Maybe they just didn't understand it. Maybe it it just didn't make sense to them. Sometimes when God speaks and we hear God speaks, it may stir up in us strong feelings. I can remember uh, many years ago, uh, I was in my early 20s, so about 10 years ago, when God God spoke to me about forgiving somebody. He spoke to me. He, I was reading my Bible, and there's a bit in the Bible that says, if you forgive others, my heavenly Father will forgive you, Jesus says. If you don't forgive others, my heavenly Father can't forgive you. And I didn't like that. I had real strong feelings. Because the person who, who I was needing to forgive, I didn't think they deserved it. I didn't feel like forgiving them. I felt like doing something else, which wasn't very pleasant. And sometimes when God speaks to us, we have strong feelings. And some people, when, when they hear this statement, Jesus is alive, they have real strong feelings about it. And they get angry. It's not possible. And sometimes we can respond that way. And sometimes, like the mothers, the mother of James and John, Maybe when God speaks to us, we put our own ideas to it. We interpret so that it's good for us. We put our own little spin on it. You got the strong feelings there. 
you understand what I'm saying? Because often we just look at what God is saying from our own little experience. And we forget that when God says to us, Jesus is alive. He's speaking to us from this position when he knows all things. And we know just a little bit. And so whether it's our own thoughts that become a problem, whether it's our own feelings, or whether it's because we have our own ideas, here are some really important things for us to remember. And we're going to finish with this today. First of all, God always speaks the truth. Whenever you read the Bible, whenever you hear God by His Spirit speak into your heart, always remember this. God always speaks truth. Doesn't matter whether we understand it. Doesn't matter whether we like it. It doesn't matter whether we want to make it say something that we want it to say. Here is a fact. God always speaks the truth. Number two, God always sees the full picture. Even when we have problems and situations in our life... And we feel as though that problem has taken over our life and we know all about it. Maybe there's somebody bullying us at school or at work. And we think, I know all about this situation. And we try to deal with it ourselves. We must always remember that actually we don't know everything about it. We don't see the end. We don't see the steps that we need to take to be set free from that situation. But listen, God does. Even before any situation happens, God knows the end. He sees the full picture. Third point, you see, he knows everything. There are things that we have happened to us and we don't know everything about it. We think we do, and it feels like we do, because it feels like it takes over us. But we don't know everything. God does. So when we hear God speak to us, when we go to God because we're sick, and God gives us his word, his word is true. He speaks it because he sees the whole picture, and he knows everything. Whatever our situation is, This is who God is. So when we read in our Bibles these words, Jesus is alive. We know that we can completely believe him. We can completely trust him. We know that what he says is true. Even, even if it seems impossible.